Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. Hi everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D. A little uh, bit of, um, I guess, uh, housekeeping? Or a little announcement. Uh, I will be taking part in Jasper's Game Day on the 8th of May. Um... I will be in the 7 to 10 p.m. Um, Australian Eastern Standard Time slot. Uh, I am not running it. I am just turning up and uh, going to be playing. Um, and what made me feel oddly patriotic is the email that came out saying, look, uh, we usually aim for a PG-13, but we're well aware that you Australians swear. But um, mm -hmm. just try and keep it down a little bit, people. But you, we, we know. We understand. You Australians you Australians have swear words we Americans have never even heard of. <laughs> I mean, that's that true. Is, that is Aborigines true. Aborigines got a cuss as well, you know. Yeah, we, we have and some have very good so many languages. That, we have some very good words that neither myself or Ethan, although I can't stop him, will be using. <sighs> How are we all, team? Uh, feeling pretty good. It is a milestone birthday, which is slightly upsetting to do in pandemic but i mean it's not like i'm gonna go out so i am turning 30 so i get to join the rest of you old fucks unless yep. jacob is still in his 20s nope already passed that haha -ha. all right all. cool i'm no longer the baby baby yes haha <laughs> 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 i fooled everyone <laughs> yeah fooled me okay then <laughs> All right, as someone turning 40 this year, um, thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, that is happening. Well done, Ethan. Keeping up with current events, I see. Okay, so excellent. Uh, last week, the team made a new friend, Roy, um, and the team began their journey back to Bonhoeffberg. Um, how would Roy come back to camp? Um, uh, yeah, so... Alive. Uh, Alive, yes, preferably <laughs> alive. I mean, and that would suck. Like two weeks in a row, like uh, killed off a character. Um, yeah, no. So, like, uh, shortly after uh, a sunrise, Roy comes uh, uh, marching back, and uh, depending on what wild wildlife is around, like you know, squirrels or whatever small things that he could uh, hunt with a bow, um, yeah, he'd uh, come back and bring some food for for breakfast for those of you who eat meat. Which I think everybody oh, does. Right? Roy doesn't know about my good berries. Well, there's you know, berries and meat. Now, if we've talked about this, put pants on. Is what? Three I'm minutes into the parting? This is why I'm in box kit. <laughs> Breaking that down. Testicle joke. Three minutes in. I need to make a bingo card for us. <laughs> it would just be full of terrible jokes Josh has done and no 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 that's the, the free episode. space the free space is Josh makes a pun so okay. I, that's every episode that's a gimme <laughs> okay um, and yeah how would the uh, how would the party be oh and uh, Jacob you were keeping watch last night what is your passive perception um, but it hasn't changed, I don't believe, so it is a whopping 12. Excellent. 
Uh, I am just going to roll a dice for no good reason. Okay. Um, I will say that you noticed um, Michaela did not sleep very well. Oh. I mean... Yeah, that's fair. It's been tough. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't need to do a, a nighttime scene. We can do something later on. Um, but yes, the, the road to Bonhoeffberg is uh, not particularly long now. You, you reckon you could probably get there within about, call it maybe half a day's worth of walking? Do we really want to go to the city or do we want to like go around the city? I mean, what is our plan? That's a good question. I don't have an answer. Well, I don't think going into where he's at right now is a good plan. Because he won't be happy to see us. Why are we planning on setting an ambush for when the, the lumber train comes back? I mean, we could do that plan. Well, that could take a while. I don't know. But there's also only us. We could also go back to Hold'em and talk to the people there, because we do know there's other people there who we could probably get onto our side. So I thought that was our plan. I mean, it would take ages to get to Hold'em with all the train. Well, I mean, taking ages to get to hold them seems a little bit more appealing than going straight to the the Baron's house and then just getting killed by the Baron because we don't have friends. But I don't know. I'm the new guy. I don't know how you guys handle these things. Do you just march into places like this? Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm just wondering if we can... I'm just wondering if we can, like, get on a train that's while it's moving, because I don't know how fast it normally was moving. Yeah, uh, based on the speed of the train, Josh, couldn't we, like, hop aboard, like, uh, aspiring, um, that's uh, the word I'm looking for? It would, uh, like, aspiring, um, I don't want to say hobo or tramp, what's the other word for it? It's a more classic um, American word. I'm going to go with uh, itinerant traveler. Yeah, man. We're heading to the big rock candy mountain. It would be... Okay, first of all, I don't think you've actually seen the outside of a train moving at full speed, but you've been in them. Um, you, well, you were in one that moved very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like, um, uh, nervous about it. Uh, I would say that you'd be fairly well aware, um, w without having you rolling anything, I'd just say, look, you'd be t thinking about this for a little while, so I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the benefit of, say, you know, taking a 20. Um, I would say that you'd think that would be impossible slash suicidal. Maybe we could... Wait. I mean, you could potentially try to maybe get on when it's, like, only just getting started, but that itself would be very tricky. I have another idea. Oh, uh, yeah? There's a... 
we should go to the brewery. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We were told to go. We were told to go there, weren't we? Not specifically, but also, they did ruin my cloak, and I had to wash it. But um, they're related to the guy that we met before, and if they're still, they probably have a grudge against, you know, the guy who killed a whole bunch of them. Uh, And even if they're not really willing to help us we could probably still steal some of their barrels empty the stuff out and then put ourselves in the barrels and try and transport ourselves that way and roy still no offense you look a little bit creepy and look like you work for him so you could probably just pass off as somebody working for him and load us up and i'm a halfling so i could just dress like one of them i can't move the barrels though they're heavy mags will flex at that I mean, uh, word of my defection may not have reached somewhere that far out, so they might just let me in knowing who I am, but that sounds like a better plan than walking into the Baron's city and just getting killed right away. Does anybody know where the brewery is? Oh, we have to pay one of them little run-up bastards, aren't we? Uh, I will say you recall that the brewery is somewhat outside of town, but it's not on this road. So you would need to go a little bit closer to Bonhoeffberg um, and do that kind of thing. Unless someone who is uh, proficient in nature or survival can give me a decent role. That's like three of us. We're going to fucking crowd through the door and all get stuck like the Three Stooges. I'll throw it out. Yeah, oh. Why not? Oh. oh <laughs> Double nat ones. Well, you had to say something, didn't you, Ethan? And a five. Yeah, yeah let's go walking straight into the door. <laughs> I, I will say that it's not so much that you believe you know the way implicitly. None of you are like, all of you are like, um. I don't know. What's a brewery? Yeah, you, you that's just, a real well, question. Malph has okay. a. A Malph can't <laughs> read. Yeah, I can't read, and I've never really left the Margrave that often. I don't know what a brewery is. That's what my one represents. Yeah, uh, that that is a, um, a a good way of looking at that. Um, but also, you know, you are, you're not from here. So trying to think, all right, what's the relative position of somewhere that is something I don't exactly know where it is in relation to somewhere I've been once is kind of asking a lot. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be tricky. Uh, this is why he doesn't let people have maps. I can't exactly primeval awareness for breweries, can I? Favorite no. enemy. Barley. Could I use uh, Selena, my hawk, to try to get a lay of the land? Um, if I recall, the, the maximum distance she can go from you and you can still see her through her eyes is about 100 feet. Mm. Um, now, this is when you're asking a dungeon master who failed math pretty spectacularly to do trigonometry. Um, what, what I'll say is, um, you could definitely ask 
her to maybe do some reconnaissance, like just kind of like flying around and coming back to you and reporting back what she's seen. Okay. Um, that would probably take maybe an hour or so. Well, I mean, if we have nothing else to do, I could at least try that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Do it, man. All right. Um, would that be a, a, a perception? Uh, it says I've, uh, okay. the hawk has advantage on perception. Yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I'll allow perception. Because you, you are using the hawk's eyes, but it'll be largely your understanding. So, uh, just regular or advantage? No, 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 advantage is fine. Like, because she can understand what you mean. Uh, so 11 is the highest of the two. Uh, what are the bonuses on that? Is it plus one uh, or two? It's a plus two on the hawk. And then okay. Yep. We'll, we'll go with what the hawk is after. I mean, actually, we could use your wisdom. It's Let's a plus one. So okay. The hawk is better. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll use the... The hawk will be the eyes, but Roy is essentially the driving force of personality in this case. Um, yeah, so... Look, she's able to find something which probably looks like it, but explaining how to get there, she can't exactly give you the the like the best straight line kind of way to go because there aren't many like landmarks. But you you get the general gist of how she wants you to get there. All right, uh, let's. Uh, that's the direction. I relay that to the the party. Wonder that is more useful than Michael already. <laughs> Too soon. I was gonna say, man, he's I'm... not even called in his grave yet. Uh, uh he would be by now. It was a pretty chilly night last night. There. Okay. Uh now, um I will ask uh Conlon, can you give me a D one hundred please? Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, 100. 81. Okay. Uh, where are we? Excellent. So, yeah, the, the party sets off to try and go cross-country, and, look, a lot of the uh, terrain that you're walking through is savannas, so a lot of this is, like, waist-high grass. So for Conlon, that's, you know... I imagine, you know, you're, you're holding someone's hand so you can actually see where people are. Um, I'm going to change this. Giant python again. <laughs> okay. Uh, excellent. So you are riding upon your giant python, um, and no one was going to make any kind of inappropriate remark. Um, as the party proceeds, the heat is beating down on you unmercilessly, and... It is very, very easy to become, uh, shall we say, um, you know, somewhat complacent. Uh, who here has a decent um, passive perception? I mean, if it's unmerciless, that means it's fine. Sorry, merciless. Without mercy. Okay, there you go. I, I apologize, Ethan. Thank Damn you. It. Mine's only 12. Does anyone have any? I have 15. a 14. Hey. Oh, okay. Go mouth. What about you, Roy? Where are you at? 
I'm trying to find it. I, I knew uh, uh, Eleven. Uh, Roy, in your case, you can actually use your Falcon's eyes oh. as. Uh, so this is just from uh, the game that I, I yeah. where I get to play. Um, I use an owl as a familiar, and um, the dungeon master allows me to have advantage on perception checks because I'm like yeah. you know kind of scouting with their eyes. So that would add five to your passive perception. Ooh. So yours would be also 16, 15? 16. Excellent. Why? So, yeah, yeah, see, he's, he's already more useful already. than Michael. <laughs> he's fucking more useful than me. I hate this bird. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mal, for yourself and Roy, you noticed this before the other two parties, and you're able to call a halt as a rustle in the underbrush is the only warning you have before a beast leaps out at you. The beast finds a relatively clear patch of grass, and you see, like, a rangy... A lion growling at you. It is clearly not eaten in some time and is intent on making you its next meal. How does the party react? Well, I don't have talk with animals anymore, so I don't know. What what character class is Roy? We never asked that in his application. Uh, a fighter. Alright. I guess you don't have talk with animals either. Uh, uh, Max see? does. Uh, alright. Yeah, I switched it out when I was changing my spells around. And I'm like, oh, this is useless. I never use this one. <laughs> hey, Josh, favorite animal. We're never going to run into beasts, are we? You're a piece of shit. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if she's I have gonna a child, up... you're going to be the worst uncle. I mean, aren't you just going to ask everyone for money if you ever knock anyone up? Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to get the most money from you, and, like, I'll pay everyone else back. <laughs> okay, Dame, uh, what would Mags like to say to the animal? Uh, she's going to hold up her hands a bit to just show that there's nothing in them. I just out of habit and try to coax it into calmness. Okay. Uh, and actually she'll reach back into her bag and pull out a ration. Okay. Uh, I will, I would say that's a persuasion roll. Now you have advantage on that. And I'd say if you're going to be offering food, I'll lower the DC a little bit. So can you give me a persuasion roll, please, Max? With sure. Advantage? I have a minus one in that. Yeah. I look forward to this. Oh, Good, another nat one. Thankfully, it's advantage. Okay. Uh, the lion pauses for a moment as it sees you, as you're able to communicate with it, and what what is Mag saying? Uh, I think something comforting, just like, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Like, we can tell you're hungry. How, uh, take, take this. We're not going to hurt you. Okay. The the lion pauses for a moment and doesn't look like it's about to pounce now. In, in fact, now it's gone it, it's gone less into overt threat display and more into passive threat display. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some animal behavioralist who's going to hear this and at me. I'm um, I'm sorry. I don't I'm not a zoologist. Um I I would say that if if you want to try and get everyone like kind of around it, you you possibly you probably could, but it would take another persuasion roll. But you still have advantage. Yeah, she'll do that. She'll make a motion with her empty hand for people to move 
uh, around her and try to do another persuasion. Okay, better. That's much better. The the lion kind of watches you and very slowly comes forward and just like gently takes the ration in its mouth. Uh, it doesn't break eye contact with you, except at the la- the very last possible moment moment rather that it uh, it bounds away into the long grass and very just it just quickly becomes completely invisible upon the savanna. Hmm. Hands on her hips, a job well done. Yeah. I'm so glad I was on the snake. I would have been lion food. Yeah. Yeah, you would have. Okay. Um, yeah, the the a large chunk of the afternoon sorry, of the day rather, is spent, you know, going cross country. And it is it's quite a walk. Like it's it's difficult because the other problem with this with the savannah is because you can't really see what's hidden in the long grass, things like stones, old logs, even small like bodies of water are practically invisible like until you're about to fall into them. Uh, even, I mean, with uh, Roy's Falcon doing scouting and with Conlon able to see probably around the same kind of level of height as Mags, uh, your, your, t- your party is able to come across like the main road that you traveled on last time and you find yourselves like you know you, you you're able to kind of figure out all right where were we roughly was it this way was it that way um and you're able to kind of figure out like again the, the falcon is able to kind of point you in the right direction um uh so roughly after half a mile the road becomes a muddy wagon trail that meanders through woods that look uh, that, that are made up of trees that look almost drought-ridden, um, descending gradually until the trees part, revealing a, um, a mist-shrouded meadow. Uh, th- this is that kind of mist that you all came out of. Um, actually, anyone who's proficient in Arcana, give me an Arcana roll. Alrighty. That's only... Oh, I rolled poorly. That's only a six. It is. Uh, yeah, you figured nothing out about the mist at all, unfortunately. Um, one of the branches leads west into the valley, and the other leads further into the woods. Uh, the so, There is, however, a signpost at the intersection pointing west and reads, Brewery. Oh, that's convenient. There's a sign. Yeah, very useful. Okay, uh, party is, I assume, heading towards the brewery? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, as you continue, um, the day, the, the sky above you turns slightly dark, and uh, a light drizzle begins to fall. Um, there is an unpainted well, and somewhat nice. damaged... Pardon? Oh, after being in the heat all day traveling through the desert, the light drizzle feels nice. Yeah, it does. It actually feels quite refreshing. And I mean, all of you are just kind of given this, like, a time of reprieve from the intense heat, discomfort, and dryness. Although now it's it's warm and it's a bit humid. But, you know, you, you take the good with the bad, I guess. Um, the You can see, like, an unpainted fence that uh, looks as if it was damaged, maybe a few years ago or so, and that no one bothered to ever kind of go out and fix it, uh, follows the trail kind of badly too. Like, 
when someone it gives you the impression that someone came through here at some point did something with a lot of people and no one's really had the wherewithal to come and fix it up um the mist starts to weave fingers along the path uh, as it swirls between the neatly tended uh, fields of <laughs> barley and wheat and bless you um here and there you can see rope handled half barrels uh, and wheelbarrows used to kind of, you know, transport things around. And uh, north of the trail is uh, a large stand of trees. Um, near there is, you can see, a halfling cursing quite loudly um, in the halfling language uh, as he, or sorry, as they, because you can't really tell from this distance and it's a bit weird trying to see through the, the, the rain and the fog, uh, sorry, the mist and whatnot. Uh, but they are clearly trying to repair a wagon and swearing quite loudly. I'm going to hop off the snake and turn it back into a staff as we continue in. Yeah. Continue walking and just cause like, Oi! Is this the brewery? Hey, hey. Where the hell did you come from? Down I'm, I'm going to say, Conlon, can you give me a history roll? History. Oh, this might go nine. I'm rolling terribly uh, today. <laughs> look, the, the halfling looks kind of vaguely familiar. Maybe you've seen them before. Maybe you haven't. Yeah. The cart maybe looks a little familiar, but you don't know how many carts they have. It's got splashed mud on the side of it. But you're you're not really able to put it all together. Don't know. Where where did you come from? And then the halfling kind of like looks. Funny. Oh. Uh, look, everyone. I'm I'm not carrying the cash. All right. You know that that's the other guy. I I just got the empty barrels. There's nothing here for you. If you want the barrels, you can have them. What am I gonna do with barrels? Oh, you mean these? And I point to the No, we we stole these. We're not. No, we're not here to steal from you. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about that. Okay, then. Oh, they tried well, to kill why, us. Why? We killed them. We took their crossbows. Oh. That's all right then. So, so what what exactly are you and your your friends doing here, fancy pants? Oh, we came to talk to you all because we have a proposition, and we also wanted to see if we could get a ride down to where one of your friends is. Well, the giving you a ride bit might be a wee bit beyond me for a couple of good reasons. First of all, me wagon's kind of stuffed. Second of all, old Bessie here can pull quite a number of full barrels, but, and, you know, at this point, the halfling looks at Dame for a second. I mean, she's not exactly a fast mover, if you know what I mean. You'd be better just walking. But if you could help me out, just, you know, fix the wheel and whatnot before we go, I, I reckon I could introduce you to a, a folk or two. That's that is a good deal. Also very useful. I don't know shit about cart repair, though. 
Right. Well, me, me the thing I'd, I'd use to like hold the wagon up is kind of, you know, stuffed, unfortunately. If you there, muscles, if you could help us out, darling. Mm. She'll just casually lean over and lift up the side of the wagon. Uh, can I get a strength check, please? Yes, you can, with advantage. Yes. And so I am now I'll double the bear. That's 22. That is an excellent roll, yes. <laughs> Wait, you get plus six? Oh, shoot. That was a strength save, sorry. That's Here's okay. an actual strength check. Well, I mean 20, oh. <laughs> oh, shucky darn. Oh, darn, That's... a 20 instead of a 22. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you almost do it. I, no, 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 you're fine. Um, so you're able to... <laughs> no, I'm intimidated. Um, you drop the wagon onto your big toe. No. Um, yeah, so, so Max, you're able to, like, just come over to this thing, and without any outward signs of um, any kind of exertion, you're like... Mm-hmm. And again, like, the barrels are empty, so it's, you know, not it's morbidly not impossible. Heavy, yeah. Yeah, and this is a halfling-sized wagon, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you could fit a, a good maybe dozen or so decent-sized barrels on here, but, you know, it's it's still the little folk. Um, yeah, and, and after a very... He's like, oh, my God. Faith and Begora. Um, my God, someone's going to be so annoyed at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Our granddad has been dead a long time. Yeah, he was Irish. It's okay. Grandma was Irish-Scottish, as in her family was Irish and they lived in Scotland. Um, you know, and he's very, very quickly able to, like, you know, refix the wagon. And he, he just kind of, like, you know, asks for your help to, like, chuck the broken wheel on top so he can, you know, yell at their blacksmith about their shit craftsmanship. You know, he got this new blacksmith in turn. I hope he's better than the old one. That guy was, that guy was terrible. Oh, where'd the new blacksmith come from? Well, he never really said. Big fellow at all. I reckon you'd like him. Is he a laxodon? I don't know. He's big, big fellow, big ears, long nose. Does that sound like your guy? Yes. Does he look like this? I show him the picture. Alright, that's the fellow. Our friend's here. We have a friend here. I came down the road a couple of weeks back with a couple of other weird... Well, not weirdos, but a couple of other... I'd say eccentric, because they got some very interesting ideas about, you know, how, you know, what you can do with metal. But, you know, folks is folks is us, I always say. Let's not leave yet. Let's go talk to our friends first. How does that sound? Well, they're down at the brewery. So if you want to meet them, they'll be down there. Let's go down there. That's what I was saying. All right. Awesome. Sorry, I thought you were suggesting we leave first. Let's not leave first. Oh, okay. No, no, that's that's fine. And uh, yeah, he hops up into the wagon, and um, you know, with a click of the tongue and a you know, crack of the reins, uh, the little pony takes off. That's great. You're gonna get to meet some of our friends, Roy. Oh, okay. They're, I mean, yeah, they're all weird, but they're exciting. They're not bad. Okay, I mean, weird is relative, so... Oh, we're gonna have to explain to him what happened to the other little guy. Oh... Oh! They are gonna ask about Michael, aren't they? Hmm. Yep. This is less exciting now. 
have a feeling Max Mouth is going to be using step them. earlier. <laughs> what? You'll deliver the news poorly. No, I won't. He's right. You're forbidden from telling them. This is ridiculous. I will turn you into splinters otherwise. And she'll lay down to a little tree and whisper, I won't actually do that. <laughs> I I want to point out, uh, in the Margrave game that I'm playing, that we used to record that I no longer can because, you know, life got on top of me and just beat the hell out of me. Um, I came up with an amazing insult for Pinies, which was toothpick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was very happy with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So that that diplomatic discussion had, um, you know, you, the the rest of the ride along the road is actually quite pleasant. Um, the halfling who introduces himself as Arbuckle, um, he's, he's quite a loquacious little fella. Um, you know, just kind of you know tells you all about you know they've been how long they've been there and you know that they make the best beer. That is, his granddad was actually the one that kind of got them all established and going. And you know, he doesn't mention any level of unpleasantness that um, becomes more and more evident as you continue down this road. Like you can see, there's even one or two markers, uh, like burial markers along the road as well, um, and. Actually, everyone who's got a decent perception or investigation, g give me uh, any of those rolls. I ain't got shit for investigation. Got perception. Okay. Right, good there. Investigation. Okay, so that's a thirteen from Conlon. Ethan, when you're ready. Perception. Uh, plus five, according okay, to my great. sheet. Uh, yeah, Malf, you, you see a good? couple of areas where, like, very close to the road, you can see, like, you, you can see what, like, you're pretty sure are, like, where they would have hung gibbets and other things. And these are, like maybe every, like, you know, not every, like, half mile there'd be a pair of these. And while there's no bodies in them anymore, the fact that they're still there is a very, very definite... It's a very unspoken threat. They are, you know, they're not very well maintained, but you can tell that these have been ordered to be left there because they, they look very old and it would have been very easy to remove these some time ago. Um, but leaving them there does it, it makes a statement to the people that have go that have got to go past them each time. Uh, I don't really know what a brewery is, but I don't think I like the sound of it anymore. What? No, oh, it's a great place. You know, we all get along. It's great times. You know, all good stuff here. Oh yeah, I sort of like. Are there still skeletons in any of these gibbets? No, they they are cleared out, but it's very clearly what they are. The the rest of you are just kind of like captivated with his just like nonstop, like stream of consciousness. Did this I change my favorite enemy to 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 halflings? I'm just getting the weird feeling like I need to know everything about halflings. You do have one in the party. <laughs> well, you know, you know, hey, just in case. Uh, I'm going to say no. 
Um, this time. Um, and if you have questions for Conlon, you can ask them then. Uh, situated in the middle of this area, uh, you can see the brewery is an old uh, two-story stone building with multiple entrances. Um, you know, a lot of plants, uh, especially thick ivory, covering every wall and iron fencing along the roof line. Uh, the trail ends at an open loading dock on the ground floor, and all around, like, you can see other halflings, like, getting on with things. Um, there's a small stone outbuilding, which is very, very clearly a chapel. Um, any of those who are proficient with religion, uh, without rolling, you would understand that, okay, that's a chapel. It's very definitely dedicated to some god. Uh, you know, without rolling, you can tell that much. If you want to roll later, we can definitely do that. Um, the wooden stable is of more recent construction and is attached to the east side of the winery next to the loading dock. Um, west of the winery, otherwise, is a, uh, a crumbling well and a wooden outhouse used for a very different purpose to organize religion, although some would argue that. Uh, uh, as you arrive in... Um, it's not connected to the brewery. No, it's a ways away. They're very, oh, very... Like, you know, this is the highest standards of personal hygiene you've seen in the Dungeons & Dragons world. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's fairly quite bustling with activity. Like, a lot of halflings are running around, uh, you know, harvesting, planting. And you can see a few of them, you know, one or two of them walking around with, like, you know, clipboards and, and paper and yelling. You can see another team is being, uh, sorry, wagon team is being put together and uh, sent along out. And Arbuckle waves hellos to everyone. And a number of halflings do kind of look at you like, well, what the hell are you doing here? Like, you, you notice activity slows down as you start to enter. Um, Arbuckle hops down and says, All right, uh, tell you what, I'll, I'll introduce you to, to, to Dad first. He, he kind of runs the place. Hey, Dad, Dad. And uh, around the corner comes a much older halfling. Um, as he steps forward, I would say that those of you with a good passive perception, so probably Malf and Roy, uh, you notice that he has a very, very distinct limp. Um, as if, like, you know, the lower part of his leg was not there. Uh, unlike most halflings, he has a very, very large beard. It is shot through with silver. And there is a... Um, unlike most halflings also that you've met, he is not happy, nor is he lucky, and he does not look like as if he goes. He is probably the grimmest, most dour halfling any of you have ever seen. Uh, oh, and yeah. I'm like, sorry. I meant to ask, those gibbets that we passed through, were they halfling size? Yes. All right. Mm. Uh, unlike the other halflings as well, he is, um, he is dressed in a, like a ritual looking set of studded leather armor. And uh, like he's wearing what you can definitely recognize, except for Malf because Pineys don't have religion. Um, a very, very definite religious symbol, which is like a golden tankard. And uh, he has like, he, he has kind of like a walking stick, which is like a tapping mallet. And uh, as he approaches all of you, he just slowly nods. Just nod right back. And he just kind of regards you all, then looks at Arbuckle and just says, Take them around the back, get them washed. They're welcome to join us for supper. And then he just kind of just, a, just toddles off, like very slowly walks himself away. 
Uh, and unfortunately, I realize this is a bit of a short episode, but unfortunately, we are going to have to leave it there, team. Um, oh. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have to skip socials because one of us has to run very quickly back to work. Um, but please uh, take care of yourselves, love each other, etc. Bye. Bye. Cool. Everyone, thank you very much. I just want to make sure I'm like definitely not late. Yeah, absolutely. No we get it. Yeah, cool. Go do the work things. Bye. Bye. Oh, this will be exciting.